and nothing, really nothing to lose, but everything to gain. So the, tonight, I, the, it's, it's this, why Christians should not be afraid. Why should we not be afraid? First of all, because of God's presence. Now, when I think of God's presence, uh, you know, God's presence uh, is security. To know that he's not going to leave me nor forsake me. And I, I think of this. I think of, I, 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 hey, I compare uh, my daddy with God, and I don't think that's wrong because many times uh, I was with my daddy, okay? And uh, dark places, he got a hold of my hand, okay? And as long as I, he had a hold of my hand, I didn't have to worry about uh, losing out, okay? Because he's gonna, he had a firm grip on me, hipping me. Well, you know, I think about that, and I think of the opposite of that, when he had a firm grip on me and was wearing me out, okay? And I feel like God's the same way. He's got a firm grip on us as his children. He loves us. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you, but I'll chasten you if you get out of line. So he doesn't say anywhere in the scripture, I'll take my hand off of you as my child. I won't claim you anymore as my child because you've accepted my son, Jesus, as your Savior, and I've got my hands on you. I've got my eyes on you also. He sees everything we do. He, he not only has his hands on us and our eye, his eyes on us, but he said, I know what you're thinking before you think it. Now, that's some kind of God, isn't it? I mean, listen, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't have a clue what it's going to be like uh, to die and to pass from this life to the next. But, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing my mates or my youngins. And very sad with the mention, I'm looking so forward to seeing God, meeting God for the first time face to face. I'm looking so forward to meeting Jesus face to face for the first time, the one who gave us all uh, uh, for me. And then, hey, we're going to have all the time in the world to be with our family members who were saved and has gone on before us. Um, I, you know, he, he's promised to be with us um, at play, at school, at work, at church, wherever we go. He's promised to be with us. So uh, why should we be afraid because he's ever present? Secondly, why should we be afraid because we have God's peace? That satisfies. Now, you know, many people are unhappy in this world. They worship possessions. And I have a lot of possessions. And I've thought many times, what if God says, okay, you've got to get rid of this. Would I be willing to get rid of it? You know, any to me, any possession that takes the place of worshiping God and coming to his house, needs to be gotten rid of. And when I think about that, you know, some folk worship possessions, but some folk worship pleasure. Now, hey, I'm not against vacations, okay? I'm not against you taking time off. It's no problem. I think you should. Jesus did. We all need to take time off. But when that pleasure begins to take the place, you know, hey, 
it's pretty today. I think I'll ride up to the mountains. Uh, it's been many years ago. I think it was uh, preacher Bill Ellison. He went somewhere and he got a trash bag full of leaves. All different color leaves. And he says, I know that many of you are going to stay out of church next Sunday because it's peaked leaf turning. <laughs> he had this bag behind him. <laughs> they said he untied that bag, dumped them all over the pulpit. said, look, you don't have to go up there. I brought them to you. <laughs> if you remember him, he was really he was known as Wild Bill. And I never will forget, we had just moved into the parsonage at Earl's Grove. And we were adding on to the carport. It was a single carport. And we were adding on to the carport. Uh, the washer and dryer was outdoors in a utility room. And so we were adding on. I'm in my study at the house. Lynn doing what she normally does. Keeping things clean. She's in the carport. Sweeping the carport out. And Bill Ellison and somebody drives up. She'd never seen Bill. Never heard of Bill. He gets out of the car and he says, ma'am, we're Jehovah Witnesses. And said, we just come to invite you to our church. And Lynn turns, she let me get my husband. Well, I peeped out the window because my study had three windows and I could see who it was. And I knew him. I come out the door and I crawled on him like riding a bull. I said, what are you doing in my community? You have no business being in this community, and I'm ordering you out of here. Lynn, she's just standing there. Look, all right, whoa. Gosh, what are we going to do here? We're talking about possessions, okay? He says, finally, <laughs> he sort of, I settled down, and he did too. Brother Kenny, he said, what, what you doing here? I said, we're putting in a swimming pool. What? Have you unloaded your furniture? I said, everything's unloaded, Bill, and in place. How you getting by with this? I said, we had a swimming pool at home. And I told him the only way I'd come is put a swimming pool in. Because if he had a chance to get you on a joke or something, he would. Oh, he looked around. I just can't believe this. I said, me neither. <laughs> I, I said, we... We put in a foundation for an addition here, Bill. But I loved him. He was genuine. He enjoyed cutting up. But when time comes about God's word, he was dead serious. Possession sometimes can get in our way of having the peace that passeth all understanding. On the other hand, some folk, you know, they don't only... Uh, Worship possessions and pleasure, but they worship power. I've heard this so many times. That church is okay if so-and-so wouldn't try to run it. And most of the time, it's not the preacher. It's somebody in that church congregation that wants to run everything. And you know, if... <laughs> If I was a pastor, I would let them, and on a given Sunday, I'd sit in the pew, and they'd say, are you not going to preach? i say, you ain't giving me nothing to preach. You didn't give me no sermon. You're in charge here, aren't you? You know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about that. And I think preachers ought to stand up. If God's called them uh, uh, to preach the Word and to, and to be in a certain place preaching the Word, I think they ought to stand on it. 
And if you don't like it, L-E-A-V-E. If you don't understand that, let's leave. Okay. All of this is will bring about. Now listen, if, if we have possessions and pleasures and, and want power to do what we want to do and run things and overlook the peace of God, I'm going to tell you what it'll bring about. It'll bring about decay in your life. It'll bring about depression. I mean, it, that's just what it'll do. It'll bring about depreciation, okay? You, you first thing you know, things aren't like you thought they ought to be, and so, well, I'm just going to pull out. Well, you won't ever have that peace that passeth all understanding if that is the attitude uh, that we take. So, you know, the true and living God satisfies the soul. God knows if we're trusting him or not. I don't have it looked up, but if you want to look it up with me, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians 4, 7. Thank you for turning with me. You probably find it for what I do. I know it's in this book. <laughs> Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, here's what it'll do, shall keep your and my hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, it, it, it all is brought about by putting our, our, our uh, presence in the presence of God and allowing His peace to be a part of our life, to God and to guard our life. A third thing, why, why should we be afraid of this COVID stuff, okay? Thirdly, because God's power strengthens us. When you see that power manifested through a hospital visit or through a surgery or even through a funeral, you know, many Christians run scared which leads to failure. Running scared will lead to failure. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. God's strength is made perfect in weakness. I don't have all the strength that I need, okay? The, the spiritual strength that I need. I can't produce the spiritual strength. It has to come through God to give me the strength to do spiritual things. You know, I can do physical things, but I can't do it like I, I want to do it unless he gives me that physical strength. But that, you know, that spiritual uh, strength that he gives will bring about power. And we don't need to let that go to our head. I am what I am because of who he is. I can do what I do because of who he is and what he allows me uh, uh, to do. There's a fourth thing. Why? Why should we be afraid of anything? Because of the, the presence of our Lord? Because of the peace that passeth all understanding? Because of the power that, listen, that he invests in us? But fourthly, 
Because God's provision supplies. I mean, it's just amazing to me. And Lynn will tell you, a lot of mornings in our prayer, I thank the Lord for all the provisions that he provides for us. You know, transportation, a roof over our head, clothes on our back, food in the shelves, food in the freezer. And you know, also, I, I pray every morning for our, those who keep our power going. Who keep our power going. Utility keepers. You know, uh, the water. Uh, you know, many fail. Listen, many fail trying to handle their own problems. Provisions. God will provide if we will allow him to. Philippians 4.19 simply says, But my God shall supply all of your needs and my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Bible says that, uh, that uh, none of God's seed, that means Christians, okay, None of God's Christians, none of God's children shall ever be found begging for bread. Now, that's if we're faithful, okay? Hey, if you choose not to be faithful and go your own wild way, then he's not obligated, okay? He's not obligated. But if we worship him and we praise him and we give him our life and everything we have belongs to him, if he wants to take it away, okay, he's obligated uh, to bless us with provisions. Uh, he talks about tithing and giving. And he said, you, you, you do that and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that you haven't even thought about. You know, blessings comes back when we are faithful to the Lord. Well, fifthly, lastly, this... Uh, uh, why should we be afraid of this COVID? Let's put it like it is. Why should we be afraid of this? If we have the presence of God in our life, if we experience the peace that passeth all understanding, and we accept the power that gives us strength to keep going, the provisions will be provided. But last of all, because God's promise, God's promise supplies. Let, let, let God take our hand and lead us. Let him take our hand and lead us. That word let, as I mentioned this morning, has to do with when we let God, we do it because we love God and he loves us. We do it, we, we let God because we enter into a relationship with him by simply turning our life over to him and let him make it happen. He will let it happen. He will make it happen if we just make ourselves available. And then when we think about letting, uh, we do that because we trust him. Okay, we trust him. As I said, I compare my daddy many times. He let me do a lot of things after he had shown me how to do it. You know, most recently, probably been... I've probably been a month, five weeks ago now. I had the privilege of laying block with our oldest son and his son. And it was amazing to me. I, I, I wasn't fighting the bushes like I usually do. I was sort of tinkering along. 
but to stand back and watch them do what I had taught them to do. And you know, don't you know it pleases God when he teaches us through the word and then he stands back and watches us perform that which the word has taught us to do. It has to please him. So we need to let God take our hand and lead us. To run scared, listen, is not trusting God who knows everything, who has promised to go with us and to never leave us and to never forsake us. And I have a question, not only for myself, but for all of us. Listen to this question. Are you trusting in yourself to make the right choices? Or are you trusting in the only wise God? Bible says he's the only wise God. He knows where I need to be. He knows what I need to be equipped with. As I said, when, when I'm invited or called on to go somewhere, you know, maybe it's places I've never been to meet somebody I've never met, but I'm ready because I know that God is going to take care and give me what I need to be the right kind of minister, not preacher here, minister. And all of us are ministers of this church. He will give us that right words, conversation, whatever it is, he will give it to us. And that's what's so exciting about, about serving the Lord, to go somewhere you've never been, to meet somebody you've never met, and do your best through the word of God and through Jesus to meet their need. And then to hear them say, thank you so much for taking time out to come to see me. To come to see me. I hear it so many times. My preacher never called me on my birthday. I don't know why we started that. But it's been going on now over 11 years. You know. And I have messed up, and some of you know that. We've sang happy birthday to you, and it wasn't even your birthday. <laughs> Most of the time it's a day early. Sometimes it's a day late. But we have good intentions because I want, and Lan and I want you to know that we care about you. And so why should I fear? Why should I fear anything except fear itself, eh? Who, who produces fear? The devil. He produced it. Now, listen to me. Don't misunderstand. We need to fear God, okay? I'm not afraid of God. I fear what he can do if I don't do. And I have experienced that, I know. And so, you know, why should Christians fear? We have his presence, his peace, his power, his provisions. He's gone to prepare us a place, by the way. A place that you and I had nothing to do with. A place where you and I didn't send any material up there for him to do it out of. He's just doing it. Why is he doing it? Because he loves his youngins. And Jesus for sure proved his love when he hung on the cross and died for our sins. And I praise the Lord for that. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your presence tonight through your holy word. Thank you so much for Isaiah in, the, in, this, in this one verse.
had five things to say to us that should cause us not to fear, but to be open and ready to serve the Lord and his house. Father, thank you for those who've come this evening. Thank you for those who are watching by Facebook. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless as only you can now. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's any reason you want to come to the altar tonight, it's open. And Brad, what are we singing, son? Shout to the Lord. Ooh, let's do that. Let's all sing. If you can't sing, sing anyhow. Y'all know the routine. Has anybody got a good word for us before we go? Hello? Amen, Carolyn. <laughs> I'm sure all of us feel that way. My goodness. Yes, amen, that's for sure. Mm. Mm. I wish they was all here tonight, we just let them do it. One more. Amen, that's Jeannie. If you don't like me, she's part of the reason I'm here. <laughs> All right. I hope you'll have a good evening. Wednesday night be our meal time and uh, Bible study, choir practice, youth, children. Brother Dave Miller, would you dismiss us, please?